This is the Earth Sky Woman podcast with your host, Tammy Brunk. I speak to you now a few hours after the exact Pisces new moon and a few more hours after the moon was conjunct Neptune. Uh, We also have the sun still at this new moon quite close to Neptune. So that is a lot of Pisces, Neptunian energy. And then we also have, um, we have a venus neptune conjunction later later tonight and then we have mercury moving into pisces monday the 15th this monday so that is a tremendous amount of pisces and neptune energy we're in that field i know for myself i love that um i love how potent and how gentle the energy of the the Pisces medicine can be when we're able to slow down enough and find the spaciousness in our lives to move into the higher octave of what's possible for us in that. Um, That was what I experienced this morning. I had a retreat that I was planning to attend, a full day online event. And as amazing as it sounded, I decided I'm not doing it because that much time in front of a screen uh, and really engaged and doing all of this work. You know, I've been working quite hard um, in many different groups and doing a lot of my work. Um, and, you know, I just decided, no, I'm going to be really slow and I'm going to be present. So many of you might be feeling that too. Sometimes simplicity is so good. It's so good for us if we are privileged enough to have it. So I hope you're able to find some pockets of stillness and um, to be able to really drop into this current and to whatever degree is possible, to be able to discern what it is that you have on your plate that actually can be given away if you feel like you have too much. Where are you kind of creating too much work for yourself that's really not necessary? And and how can, um, you know, how, can, how is it that uh, you can really become more discerning about what is What's really, um, what's really yours to do, and what is not necessary, um, and along those lines, you know, I've been recognizing some of what I had created this big expectation for myself to do um, externally, and then realizing I'm the one who's putting the pressure on myself for that. It's not something that is necessary. Um, for no one else is asking me to do this. It's me. And I come from a long line of workaholics and people who tend to take on more than what their actual energy and capacity can um, handle very, very um, in a way that also leaves them feeling really replenished. You know, I've seen my mom had nine kids and was just a, you know, (laughs) Judy the Great, just um, (laughs) just like a superhuman um, and my oldest sister, Tracy, I love you, Tracy, um, also modeling, you know, doing so many different things and such a powerhouse. And I know for myself, I've always, I've often struggled with that balance of how to, because honestly, my womb, I think ever since I, I had a hysterectomy, which is part of my own healing journey, and I see that as a rebirth, I, uh, that's been a big part of my own life path, um, uh, I see that as a as a letting go and a and a giving away of of what I've inherited from the womb space of the women in my family line. 
Um, but what I've found since that time is that I just simply don't have the um, resource to do things, to, to operate at the same level of um, doing that involves so much action um, so fast that I used to be able to do. It's like spirit really continually shows me I get really depleted really easily if I'm doing too much. Um, it's just the fact of the matter. Uh, spirit shows me that I'm here to do things with greater presence and potency. I'm having to be continually reminded of that. And um, so I, in any case, um, just want to invite you also to consider this, this really is a time, you know, so many of our elders are reminding us that, that this time we're moving into, you know, COVID was the initiator for it, <clears throat> but it, and in some ways a much more graceful initiator than it could have been, but that this time we're moving into is one where we're learning to be more internal we're learning to really meet ourselves more deeply. We've lived in a culture of, you know, I don't, and I don't say this in a way to be um, judgmental, but a culture that has been a bit superficial or externally oriented, that's been our focus. And there is a readjustment so that more and more of us are learning how to be more present with ourselves and to slow down and to, um, to try to be learning to deal with and learning to kind of clean up in a sense um, what what has been left <laughs> behind from having come from a culture where we in our own lives have spent so many so much time just kind of doing 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 reflectively often and reactively and our ancestors as well have had that survival orientation to feel that they needed to do everything all at the same time from a place of survival. So, so we're learning to, we hope, um, more and more to, to slow down and do things more deliberately. And I say that understanding that it's, it's a place of privilege and, and also wanting to speak to the world that I want to live in where every human has that, that capacity and is given the opportunity for a high quality of life, for a place of peace where we can do our own inner work, that every woman and man and child is given that context where they're not so concerned always about survival and they instead are provided that for, in whatever way that this happens. And I don't, I'm saying don't get caught up in, you know, is the government going to take care of it or how does that work or what's you know, the, the ramifications. I'm not speaking at that level now. What I'm speaking of is more at the level of dreaming and reimagining, which we can all practice. And it's very powerful of, of a world where all of us, all humans are, are experiencing um, the basic needs so that we then have the, the, the bandwidth to be able to create what is our full potential. So as I speak to the desire for myself to step into that state, which I think serves the earth much more uh, at, at a much deeper level, because then we're more conscious and thoughtful about how we treat her as well as our own bodies. Um, you know, I think this this is a world that we, we can dream into that different pace. This is at the heart of what we're actually talking about when we talk about the return of the feminine. It's not about 
It's not just about women doing twice as much work and carrying the world on their shoulders and burning themselves out. I don't think that's what it's about at all. It's actually about both men and women, all of us, learning to move from a place of of feminine wisdom that is more grounded and more presenced and connected and anchored into the frequency of the healthy, whole, healed, vibrant earth and, and coming from a place of gratitude and love for life coming for from a place of um, a deep, you know, having the capacity to be with ourselves in our light and our darkness, and then being able to extend that to others. So I'm speaking of all these things, you know, often when I talk about the energies, the astrology of the moment, I'm, I'm just not saying this is specifically about Pisces, but that's a lot of what I'm seeing and feeling flowing is, is more of that spaciousness over these coming Um, days and weeks and the other element that I want to bring into that is that Venus continues to be in the beams of the sun in the underworld and if you think about it like this okay consider the moon has three days a month uh, about every month every 29 and a half days the moon is in a new phase the dark of the moon for about three days every month and that's kind of a death and a rebirth of the moon there's a time of deepness of stillness we feel that now the sun also um, provides us especially here in the northern and southern hemispheres with the experience of seasons where the, the we have the shorter days or the the longest nights of that solar pattern where the soul with the sun in a sense is dying and being reborn at the winter solstice and in the winter months so we have also that experience of deepening and soul nurturing and then we also have venus which is the third brightest object in the sky and the sister to the earth in so many ways she is a mirror for us uh supporting us helping us to recognize what what the the feminine presence in in this realm would suggest be our approach to life and she is in her own period of of death and rebirth and she's in the beams of the sun so she as in the story of the great goddesses inanna and ishtar this is where she's she has been um she has gone through a sacrificial death um and she in the inanna story is on the meat hook Another way to understand it is that in her death and rebirth process, she's like the caterpillar in the chrysalis. And that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at from the perspective of Venus until around May 6th when we begin to see her in the evening sky. And even then, she's going to be tender. She's going to be far from us, far from the earth and difficult to see along the horizon and not not quite strengthened yet from her initiatory journey. So so again, when we look at her in the sky, she's a mirror for what's happening internally. And, and we can begin to understand that even though we're moving into the season of spring, even though we've got um, this March and spring equinox that invites us to, to feel like, oh yeah, it's time to just spring forward and move forward. Well, there is that arising energy. And also there's an undercurrent that continues to support us in in really gathering our resource gathering our strength being fully present for this purification and um deeper soul meeting soul encountering process that we continue through may really and what i want to mention too is that so awesome i've been you know as i've begun it's been amazing to initiate this 
lunar dreaming course. I'm so excited about it. And we met yesterday and the beautiful gathering of, of individuals in the circle and, um, and I'm actually keeping it open until Monday because I do have some more spaces and it's, it's, we, it's still quite easy to jump in. It's a five week course, but as I've been beginning this course, I've been just really looking for and opening to all these wonderful new resources around working with the moon and um, and dreaming. And so I, I came upon this book. I've heard of Sergio Magana's work for a very long time. He's a, a Toltec um, spiritual teacher, and he's written this book, The Real Toltec Prophecies, and he's got a whole section in here about how to work with dreams but what I really love about what he's saying is that he's saying that beyond the the long count calendar the Mayan long count calendar that one of those calendars that ended in 2012 that received so much uh, publicity his what he is saying is that according to certain Toltec traditions there is also a long count calendar um, that in in the Toltec tradition in Mexico and in that region where we are completing, and of course you have to understand there's always threshold periods around that, but that there's a completion process of what they would refer to as the fifth sun. It's another way to look at this age that will be occurring May 26th at the lunar eclipse of this year. And that that points us toward then the beginning of the sixth sun and He's also saying that the sixth sun is a time where uh, we are really being invited to drop a lot of these old patterns of conflict and resistance and seeing everything from the external viewpoint and coming into more maturity and wisdom and learning to be more reflective, more internal, and simultaneous to that, to learning we truly do dream our own reality. And we can only truly be a potent force for dreaming a new reality to the degree we actually have a living and always sustained, continually fed connection to source in the way that only we can do that. So I really, I recommend the book. It's wonderful. I wondered, I, I loved so much of what he said. And, um, and yeah, what else do I want to say about what's going on in the next couple of weeks? I mean, it's, I think that, I've really spoken into what feels most important. Um, I want to just also mention that I've been continuing to experience a lot of really powerful, gentle shifts personally um, that are coming in the wake of an incredible amount of excruciating um, resistance. I've been coming to, to, to meet nose to nose the part of me, again, and you've heard me, some of you say this before, but the part of me that does not turn toward life that is sometimes has been more oriented toward wanting to leave here, that has been um, terrified of being fully embodied. And so I've had to be more in a dialogue with that part and I've been doing amazing work with my wonderful sister Trina Brunk who is doing um it's called a oh gosh it's like a self-concept process which is in amazing and through that work the work with Ron Young and his meditations which are so subtle and so powerful uh, as well as the work in Essie Wildcat's somatic um racial healing circle which has also been just amazing 
I've been learning to be more with, <laughs> create more spaciousness for these experiences of what, what feels like dying um, to who I've thought that I was, of really facing the parts of myself I don't want to see and somehow spirit has been helping me to go into those places of really meeting some of the guilt or the shame or the feeling of failure that I carry and turning toward it and being present with it and letting it kind of burn through me and then now coming into then these fields, these spaces where there's kind of a gentle reorganizing that's happening so that I can learn to be with myself in a, in a, a deeper way. So I would hope for any and all of you as well, and I'm sure some of you listening are, you know, like you're living in a really peaceful state. You're really, you've come home to yourselves in a good way. And maybe these waves of intensity are a little less. So I hope so. Um, I hope that's true for you. And um, in any case, I want to, again, I'm just going to end by saying that um, I am always, uh, that, that I'm, I'm going to be taking some of the bigger projects off my plate until after Venus rises and probably really until June. And that includes some of the, um, the summit that I had been planning and then also some of the deeper sisters north and south work. Um, there's, there's a, the, the membership, the Earth Sky Women Collective membership program is something that I have steadily been working towards. And that's going to come first because it will sustain the other pieces. And so you can look for that. But in the meantime, what I'm feeling so deeply called for is to just be more and more present with what it is that I've already taken on. And that does involve um, the dreaming group, which again is still open until Monday. Um, there'll be a a link or you can find it tammybrunk.com at events and it's the eshell dreaming course and it's open till monday and i really am so excited to have the space to really be present with this group and it's not a big group it's a it's a very it's an intimate container to to finally be offering the the again and for myself to be dropping into the practices that i have around soul tending through womb healing practices through um, the dreaming field through working with the moon with the amazing Ishel who I so love and um, and so and just the field of of powerful community and I have two wonderful teachers who are supporting me in this one is Jenya Nova Rain she's offering something Sunday for course participants on womb tending practices including um, simplified mind abdominal massage or just abdominal massage as well as uh, also um, some other practices and uh, then Jeffrey Gruntner a wonderful shamanic ceremonialist and just human being has offered a healing practice in our circle as well because in a dream it came real clear that I needed to be sure to invite the masculine to support in this very feminine journey so um, so all of that is, is ongoing, and I also am <clears throat> continuing to do sessions and finding that to be deeply nourishing for myself and my clients, and um, it's more of that just bringing presence to what's already there, as well as the Venus work, which is ongoing. So um, with all of that, I just wanted to let you know a little more about what I'm up to, and 
And I um, hope that this this has been helpful for you and um, that it kind of creates a little bit of spaciousness within you to consider the next two weeks. There's not a whole lot going on. Yes, there is a, a beautiful, powerful spring equinox. So, you know, for all of us to to move into more of that space, south or north hemisphere, it's going to look different, but um, of taking more time outside with our feet on the ground, if it's warm enough, or our bellies to the ground, and less screen time, <laughs> and more time to be in stillness, and more time to be fully present to the degree that you're capable of that, and to be, um, to learn self-compassion. So I'm just sending so much love to every one of you and gratitude for your presence in my life. And um, I may you have a beautiful next couple of weeks and enjoy the, the fertile stillness, the undercurrent beneath it all.